I want to do a little word association activity with you. You ready? Okay, so when you hear the word Christianity or Catholicism, think about what other words immediately come to mind. Did anyone think of Jesus? A few of you. <laughs> All right. That's a very good answer if you came up with Jesus. <laughs> but I'm guessing that some of us probably came up with words like church, mass, sacraments, prayer, charity maybe, the Pope. Anyone come up with the Pope? <laughs> Dave? <laughs> and these are all valid words, right? We could say that they're all features of Catholicism, but none of these words actually get to the heart of what our faith is all about. I want to propose to you another list of words that better captures the purpose and the real goal of Christianity. They're they're words like aliveness, flourishing, freedom, peace, joy, faith, hope, love. You probably notice that the first list focuses more on the practices of our faith, whereas the second list is all about the fruits. And here's the key point I want to make today. The practices are supposed to lead to the fruits. Otherwise, they're empty. See, unless our religion changes our heart, it serves no lasting purpose. This is one of the the great frustrations of God right throughout the Bible. Time and time again, God was pointing out to his people the, the divorce between their faith practices and actual fruit of their lives. You probably remember at one point Jesus is talking to the religious leaders and he says, you guys are like whitewashed tombs. On the outside, you're beautiful, but on the inside, you're full of dead bones. Jesus called out that divorce, that hypocrisy, right, between what they were doing and what was actually going on internally. We see another example of this divorce uh, with the landowners in our first reading today. These landowners, they were observing the religious law. They were doing what they were supposed to do. No trade during the religious festival. So they ceased trading. But God knew that secretly in their heart, they were anxious for the festival to be over because they wanted to resume their business. They wanted to continue taking advantage of the poor. God called them out on their hypocrisy because they may have been following all the religious practices, but he knew that the fruit of their heart was rotten. Again in the gospel today, Jesus says, No servant can be the slave of two masters. You cannot be the slave both of God and of money. Now, Jesus could see that the people, although they were religious, right? Although they were doing all the external things right, It was clear to him from the way that they prioritised their time and their energy, the things that they focused on, it was clear to Jesus that their security and hope was actually not in God. It was in their wealth and their possessions and their power. 
See, with their religious practices, they were saying one thing, but the truth of their heart was saying another. Their heart was divided, and once again, Jesus was calling it out. If you want to experience the life of God's kingdom, if you, if you want to come alive and, and truly flourish in life, doing all the religious stuff on its own will not get you there. What is really necessary for us to flourish is to get our heart right. See, Christian life is really all about pursuing a path of interior transformation, of changing from the inside out, of becoming an enlightened and a transformed soul. To put it most simply, being a Christian is about surrendering to an ongoing process of change. And the word that the church gives us for that change is sanctification. That's the word they use to talk about this lifelong process of becoming more and more like Christ. That that's supposed to be the purpose behind all of our religious practices and traditions. But unfortunately, for many Christians, uh, you know, they focus um, on the practices and forget about the fruit. No wonder Christianity has lost its fire in so many parts of the world. Huh? Now, I guess one reason why we tend to focus on the practices is because we don't like change, do we? Who likes to change? <laughs> Not many of us. St. Augustine famously prayed to God, God, please make me chaste, but just not yet. You know? <laughs> we know we need to change and we kind of want to change, but at the same time we don't. We don't want to go through that pain. Huh? Someone sent me this meme throughout the week and I thought, oh, this perfectly reflects our, our disposition towards change. Thanks, uh, Dave. You see the, the caterpillar? He's upset. And he says to the butterfly, you've changed. <laughs> and the butterfly says, well, we're supposed to. We're supposed to change. We're created to change. And, and you and I are also created to change. St. John Newman said, to live is to change, but to become perfect, to become like Christ, to become who we're called to be, is to change often. St. Paul says that God wants to change us from glory to glory to glory to glory. But of course, the problem with change is that it takes us out of our comfort zone, doesn't it? Over the course of our lives, we tend to create uh, our own little world. And in that world, we feel kind of a little, you know, we feel valuable and we feel safe. And, and, and even though in that small world, we, we tend not to always be happy in there, um, we, we, we get comfortable in our world. And so what we tend to do is we sort of, we sort of build these walls that, that keep us, that protect us in our little world. One reason we're afraid of change is because deep down we know if we allow God to change us, if we allow God in, God is going to bring those walls down. And that's true. He will. God will bring those walls down. He, but, but, but what we don't always realise is that God only does that 
because he wants to lead us into a life that's much more spacious and much more satisfying and much more sustainable. Pope Francis uh, urges us, he says, do not be afraid of holiness. Don't be afraid of allowing God to change you from the inside out because he'll take away nothing that is good. He'll take away none of your energy, he says, none of your vitality, none of your joy. Don't be afraid of change. See, Christian faith is not so much about believing certain things about God, but it's about being open to God loving us and changing us and making us more and more and more like him. Faith is about letting go of control and and taking that Abrahamic journey, huh? Daring to believe that, that God can lead you into an experience of life which is far better than the life that you can manufacture for yourself. Even though that journey towards that experience of life might be a little bit painful at times. This is the kind of Christian that we're interested in becoming here at St. Benedict's, in case you haven't realised. We don't want to be a therapeutic church here. huh? We want to be a transformational church. Jesus didn't come just to give, offer some therapy, right? to make us feel a little bit better about ourselves. Jesus came to transform our lives, to make us radically new, to make us light so that we might live forever with him, Right? We don't want to be a church here that just kind of churns out sacraments. We want to churn out saints. right? We, we want to churn out people who know who they really are, people who are alive and flourishing, people who embody the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. We want to be a community of faith that together manifests the kingdom of God, the richness of and the beauty and the power of God. We want to be the city on the hill that Jesus asks us to be. We want our people to be the light of the world, a light that doesn't hide, but as Jesus said, gets on that lampstand where everyone can see him. We want to be a church where people can come and when they enter into our midst, they're overwhelmed by the love of God. And They find healing and freedom and meaning and purpose and they realise their profound dignity and value and and they're released, they're empowered to to move in their potential and their gifting. Our goal here at St Benedict's is to help people to flourish in Christ and uh, in the bulletin today we've provided just a brief summary of what it looks like to flourish These are the kinds of qualities that will suggest that you are actually flourishing in life, that you're becoming more like Christ. And I want to invite you, maybe not right now, but later at some point, um, assess yourself against that list. And and don't be judgmental or critical of yourself, but just kind of honestly say, how am I going with these qualities? Am I growing? It's not about being perfect in any of them. But am I growing in these qualities? Now, this brings us to the really good news, and that is that we cannot, cannot 
make this change happen. But God can, and God promises he will, if we allow him to. If we want to change in this deep, profound, life-altering way, our job is simply to make room so that God can do what he needs to do and what he wants to do in our lives. You know, St. Augustine was someone who, uh, he changed a lot, and he needed to change, right? <laughs> and, and upon his own experience, as he reflected on his experience, he said that nothing to do with real holiness can happen without God's grace, right? It's God's work. It's God's love that changes us little by little to the degree that we can handle it. Our job is simply to make room for that love to invite that love into our lives. And there are so many little ways that we do that in our everyday lives, right? Our, our, our personal prayer is a way that we, we make room for God. Our own reflection as we read God's word, um, as we serve others, there are all ways that we make room for God in our everyday lives. But there are also ways that we make room for God which can only happen, we can only do it within the context of a Christian community a faith community. And that is what our discipleship pathway is all about that we've also included in the bulletin and I also encourage you to have a look at later. I'm going to very, very briefly explain it now. This pathway is how we at St Benedict's together make room for God so that we can be transformed by his grace. Uh, this is um, a kind of roadmap, you might say, to help us all, wherever we're on the journey, to move, to advance on this, this, um, into this life of flourishing. So let's start the top half of this pathway. That this, the top section kind of relates more to those of us who were earlier on in the journey of faith, right? Or maybe you've been on the journey for a long time, but you've never really made a commitment to put Jesus right at the center of your life, to really pursue him with everything, right? So if you're in that kind of space, this top half especially relates to you. And the first step in our pathway is to create an experience of connection and belonging, because we know that when we feel welcome, when we feel we belong, then we're much more likely to open our hearts to God and go on a journey of faith which can be a little bit daunting. Right? That's why we, we, we work so hard at, at offering hospitality and having social events and you know, um, building our relationships with one another because that helps us to open our heart. It makes us feel more safe to go on that journey. The second step in our pathway is to create a space uh, that helps people to encounter Jesus. This is what our Alpha course is all about, introducing people to the person of Jesus and helping them to explore the core Christian message. This is good not just for people new to faith, but for those who perhaps just need a bit of a refresh. Who is Jesus? What, does it, what difference does he make to my life? You know, what, what is the core Christian message? Alpha is really, really helpful for that, for engaging uh, with those big questions of life through the lens of Christianity. The next step on the pathway is what we call deepen, and this is where we help people 
to form their faith. This is you know, our formation courses that we, we provide throughout the year to help people to, to understand more about who God is to, 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 so that they can deepen in their relationship with God. So that's above the line. Then we come to the line itself. And the line, you may not be able to see it on the screen, but it represents that point in someone's journey when they make a decision that I want all in. That's the line, right? I've come to know a bit about Jesus, but now I'm, I want this life of flourishing. I don't want Jesus just to be a, a category of my life anymore. I, I, want, I want him to be at the very centre. And I'm making a call now, right? For those people who make that decision, who cross the line, there are three ongoing practices that will help us to continue growing, continue flourishing in Christ. And the first of those is weekly worship, which is what we're doing here today. Pope John Paul II said that the Eucharist is the source and the summit of our Christian life. When we receive the Eucharist with the right heart, it can feed and transform our lives like nothing else can. God manifests himself to us in, in a particular way when we gather as a worshipping community. So weekly worship. The second practice in, uh, below the line is being part of some kind of small group. You see, when we gather with other Christians, when we reflect on God's word together and when we share about our lives and when we pray together, our faith becomes much more real, much more personal. We'll notice that we start to actually embody our faith in our, in our everyday lives. I'm part of a small group myself. I'm, I gather with, with some young dads in the parish and we just we share a bit. We, we, we read a bit of scripture. We, we share our lives we pray together. Very simple, but so powerful. I'd suggest that we all need this kind of context in our lives. It brings faith right down to our level, makes it real and tangible. The third practice below the line is engaging in some kind of service or mission. You see, when we put our gifts and our energy that God has given us, when we put that to the service of others then God flows through us. And when God flows through us, he changes our hearts. It's as simple as that. When we serve and we do it from the right heart, God will flow through us and change us. Now, just so you know, I didn't make these three up, right? <laughs> They've been around since the very beginning of the church. If you read the Acts of the Apostles, you'll see them all there. My encouragement to you today is just to honestly reflect on your journey with God. Where are you at at the moment? And think about one step that you might take or you might emphasise on a little bit more as a way of making room for the one who can truly bring flourishing to your life. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. 
Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.